Ozick was conflicted when he went home that evening. After showing Christy the drive-in theater, he then dropped her off at the hotel and being back in the car alone. He'd felt a strange emptiness overcome him. On top of that, he was still trying to come to terms with the fact that Chris was already spoken for. Or perhaps, was it that he kept replaying her conversation in his head? And that he wanted so badly to tell her she didn't deserve any of that? He wanted to tell her that no one should have put up with someone who made them feel that way. But he didn't know the full story. He couldn't just interfere in someone else's life when he didn't know the whole story. Good evening, sweetheart. The voice instantly caused a smile to blossom across Hosiuk's face as he turned towards it. Hey, mom. You alright, son? You don't normally close the shop all, all day. She passed a plate across the table when he sat down. Oh, yeah, I just wanted a break today. I hope you don't mind. I thought that since you kept harping on about how I need to rest up, it might do me some good. Of course. I just wanted to make sure you're okay. She got up out of the seat, leaning over to place a kiss to his forehead. I'm going to head out for a bit and pick Dad up. He was at the publishing company all day but said he feels a little too faint to drive. Is he okay? Ozek scratched his eyebrows, walking his mother to the door. Do you want me to go pick him up? No, sweetheart. Just have your dinner and head off to sleep. We'll be okay. He didn't seem entirely convinced but shrugged away. I'm gonna close the shop tomorrow as well, Mom, he informed her. I met a friend who's new to the town and I'm showing her around. Oh, thank goodness you told me. His mother gushed. Curry was telling me she saw you in the square this morning, but when I asked who would, she said she didn't know. Ozek rolled his eyes as she batted her eyelashes at him. Curry said she's really pretty though. After a small pause. Who is she? The friend, Mom. Ozek deadpanned. The friend who's new too? She's just a friend. You're going to close the shop for two days because of this just a friend? Mom. He whined playfully. Don't you have to pick that up or something? I'm going to eat now. I'm hungry. She chuckled after him opening the front door. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow if I'm not back before you get to sleep, alright? How long are you going to be? He furrowed his eyebrows. Why wouldn't you be here before I sleep? Just in case. Leaning forward, she went to kiss his forehead and he couldn't stop himself from closing his eyes at the touch. We love you, okay? Mom. He couldn't help but stare at her, confused as she left. We. Why would she say we love you? Shaking his head as the door closed, he turned back to the kitchen bench. Memories of the day filling him once again. Memories of her. That evening, he planned how he was going to spend the next day visiting a few more store, small stores and lunch at the diner again. Looking down at his place, he started to pick at his food. Thrown back to earlier that day, he remembered when he had opened his eyes after getting drenched by the first water balloon she had thrown at him. The way her lips parted instantly, lifting to her ears and pushing her cheekbones up so high he was sure she wouldn't have been able to see. The strong love that left her then was enough to warm him up from his toes forgetting that he was soaking wet. With a sigh, he stuffed his first spoonful of rice into his mouth. Was it wrong of him to be sobered? He barely knew her. He didn't know what she had been talking about over the phone earlier. He didn't know anything. So why did he feel so concerned? 
time skipped. He hadn't seen his mother nor his father before he left that morning. He assumed that they'd gonna be home late that night before and left early. Without much time to think, Jose scoffed down his broke breakfast before heading for the door. He'd spent the entire evening trying to separate his thoughts from Chris, a mix of anger and confusion directed at himself for feeling the way he did. But all of that vanished that morning when he headed to pick her up, all that was replaced with excitement. Throwing his jacket on, Jose jumped into the seat and unfastened his seatbelt. He agreed to pick her up from outside her hotel, and just as he was pulling up, he was surprised yet again by her tire. A loose white blouse tucked into pale blue skinny jeans paired with brown wedges. And even that looked like designer on her. Parking on the side of the road, he watched her stroll up to the door as she waved to him. The smile he wore couldn't be any less genuine. He knew he probably looked like an idiot, but he didn't know how else to act around her. Good morning, she chimed as she sat in next to him. How was your evening? The sun chose the exact moment to stream through the trees above, bouncing off her cheeks. A new hue of gold. He never knew the one color could have so many shades. And now his heart imprinted them all in itself. He was never going to forget. Having a deep breath, he tried to think of an answer to her question. It was good. I had the house to myself. He was driving again. What about you? It was normal. The voice trailed to the side and Hozek saw it was because she rolled the window down and was watching the trees pass by. What's the night at the hotel without at least a dozen complaints? That's so sad, he said. You can't even rest. It's okay though. I do love my job. With that, he nodded and pursed his lips shut, eyes strained to the road. So, she turned to look at him. Where are we going first? Hoseok then showed her around to a few small boutiques and desert shops, and he couldn't have been more content when she seemed to like them, squealing about how they were a perfect match for her hotel's image. After collecting business card after business card, they arrived at Jimin's diner. Lunch here again? She asked as he stood in front of it, amused. Honestly, this is the only good food the town has to offer. I wouldn't try to refute that. She grinned as he opened the door for her. You are the town's best tour guide after all. <laughs> exactly. Hozik smiled to match her, taking a seat in the booth they were in the day before. Today I recommend getting the double cheese. It's my favorite. You had the Hawaiian burger yesterday? She pointed out. Don't think I forgot. Okay, it's my second favorite. If you don't like it, we can swap burgers. Hmm? Nodding, she puts the menu down. Sounds good. Can never get enough of me, young. Jimin's voice approached them and the pair turned to give him a small smile. And you're here together? Again? His eyes danced to his young. Ozuk tried to give him a look as if to say, don't you dare, before Chris opened her mouth to speak. He really seems to love you. The fool. He interrupted, non-campy. I love the food he serves. Jimin laughed, patting Ozuk on the head. I love you too, young. Anyway... Rolling his eyes, he looked to Chris. Do you want any side dishes with your burger? After a quick scan of the menu, she shook her head. Okay, I'll get some fries with mine, Jimin. When Jimin had left with their menus, Chris leaned her chin onto her palm with her elbow resting on the table. The way her eyes watched Hozik's features was enough to make his heart race. Why was she looking at him like that? I think I'm starting to like it here. 
She finally spoke, making him breathe out in relief. Yeah? He met her eyes. How so? I miss the city so much. She dropped her hands and leaned back in her seat. But it's so nice to be somewhere like this for a change. It's strange. She dropped her eyes to the table. I feel... less small. Small? He grinned and she heard it in his voice. They hadn't even noticed when Jimin popped up to above their place they ordered on the table. Small. She nodded, smiling too and looking up again. I feel like people actually care here. People actually want to be your friend. You didn't have friends in the city? He laughed. I'm sure you did. It was different. I don't know. Seeing the way you interact with your friends here, I realized maybe I didn't actually have any. And with one look at Hoseok's expression then, she realized she'd said too much. Why was it so easy for her to let people in? She regretted oversharing every time she did it. She told herself she'd guard her heart and not let anyone break through. But she did. Time and time again. I'm sure you did, Chris. You're such a pleasure to be around. Chris raised an eyebrow, smiling at him gratefully. Sadly. She wanted to continue. Well, you see, I think you're wrong. Not a single friend of mine have checked upon me since I moved here. But she didn't. So you grew up with Jimin. How did you two meet? He didn't want to change the topic. He wanted to make sure she was okay, but he didn't want to push her either. His family and mine kinda forced us to be friends? She giggled. Forced. I'm pretty sure I hated him as seven-year-old, but now he's alright. Tell me more. Once she was done with her burger, she'd obliviously started to pick off fries from Hoseok's tray. He didn't mind. I'll tell you about the whole lot then. He started, slowly inching his plate closer to her so she could reach for the chips. First, you've met Jimin. His mother and mine were best friends in high school. Actually, I'm sure they used to say they had another friend in their group, but I don't know who. Anyway, Jimin and I were forced to play together as kids and we did not like that. But one day we discovered we had a shared love for dancing and even since then, our dynamic changed. We danced together and at school we hung out together often despite being in different grades. He's truly like a blood brother to me. Ozik noticed how her lips twitched and he thought of changing the topic. But man, did I hate school? Jimin was like class president every single year. He was such a kiss up. And I had this friend, this one friend. His name's Namjoon who loved school too. I always ended up spending more time in the dance studio than the classroom. And neither one of my friends cared. He faked about. It got so lonely. Chris' cheekbones rose, eyes turning into crescents. Finally. Hey, that's one thing we have in common. I hated school too, she said. Taking another trip, she tilted her head at the table. You seemed like a misfit though. Okay, okay. He held his arms up. I was an amazing student. Like that, their conversation dissolved into laughter. And they both realized that they had each made a new friend. Time skipped. You never said you were taking me to the park too? Chris said as Hoseok parked his car on the grass. I didn't think I would, but what's a better way to end the summer day than eating ice cream watching a bunch of five-year-olds playing tag? She shook her head with a smile. They both have unbuckled their seat belts, Hoseok bouncing out, running around to the other side. Opening her door for her, he waited for her to step out. Little Hoseok, he used to dominate these grounds. 
she slipped her heels off, leaving them in the car and stepped into the grass barefoot, which surprised him. Oh, he did? A beam broke out in his face as she dug her toes into the ground. He could tell she was trying to hide how much she liked the feeling. Leaning down, she slipped off his pants and placed them into his car on the floor of the passenger seat next to her shoes. He did, nodding. He shut his door. He was the king and everyone else were his peasants. Little King Hozoki was quite the magnificent ruler. <laughs> I bet. They started to walk on the outskirts of the lawn toward the ice cream truck. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate. She stayed like it was obvious. Always chocolate. So, one chocolate for you and he looked up at the menu. Can I have mint chocolate please? Chris gasped. No. Huh? You did not just order mint chocolate? Rolling his eyes, he turned to her. We are not arguing about this. Mint chocolate is superior and that's it. I don't think I can be friends with you anymore. She crossed her arms over her chest. Nope. She hadn't heard a reply from him then, and she slowly peered around to find what he was biting back a smile. What? Friends. You said we are friends. Aren't we? I would have thought after Yeah. He cut her off. We are. The worker finally leaned over the truck and handed them both their ice creams, and they thanked him. Ozik's smile wouldn't leave his face as he watched her eyes grow when she tasted it. She looked so happy. She began to walk along with the greenery again. He jumped to her side. A silence followed them as they watched the families laughing around them, dogs running from their owners, school children huddled in circles selling secrets and threading daisies in each other's hair. I used to do that, she chuckled, gazing at the girls. I made the prettiest flower crowns. No way, he gasped at her. I always wanted to do but never knew how to. Should I teach you? And like that, they made flower crowns. And when she was trying to put her flower crown on his head, the mere touch of her skin against his sent his mind into chaos. He really was going mad. That's better. She sent him a smile before twisting back to the vast park again, eyes landing on a nearby group of boys pacing around a soccer ball. Snapping back into reality and away from her, he needed to be careful. She has a boyfriend. This is nice. She extended her legs in front of her and leaned back on her palms. Thank you for bringing me here. I think I'll come here more often. That's all right, he told her. I love to come here too. They continued to watch the children as they played with each other, girls teasing each other as they pushed them towards the boys, giggling and running away. Hey, Chris. He broke the silence between them, putting his hand down when he finished his ice cream. Yeah? I, um, he didn't want to overstep. He knew it wasn't his place. But he knew he'd continue to beat himself up about it even if he didn't at least try to help in any way he could. You said we were friends, right? Hmm? Well, I heard you talking on the phone yesterday. He began, his fingers starting to fiddle with themselves. And you sounded really upset. Oh. I'm, I'm not saying you have to tell me anything, he quickly added on. I just want you to know that if you ever want to talk about it, I'm here. I think of you as a friend too and you seemed really distressed. Do you, um, do you want to talk about it? 
Pursing her lips together, she shook her head. Thank you, though, Ozeok. That's okay. He winked at her. I'm always here, okay? Ozeok? A voice spoke from his left, and he turned to see a friend running over. Curry! He got up immediately. Curry, hi, how are you? I'm great, wow, I never thought I'd end up seeing you here. She wiggled her eyebrows at Chris as she stood up next to Ozeok. Hi. Hello. Chris smiled politely. I'm Chris, Ozeok's friend. I'm Curry. I work down at the hospital with his mother. Ah, nice to meet you. Chris mentally face-palmed. Of course, his mother was a doctor. Oh, Curry turned and reached into her handbag. Actually, it's great that I found you here. Can you give this to your father? He left this at the hospital today. The hospital? He asked, scrunching his eyebrows as he looked down at the identity card in her hand. Yeah, I guess he forgot to take it with him when he left this morning. Wait, wait, he was at the hospital? Why was he at the hospital? Kay shut her mouth, blinking up at him. Oh, he was just visiting your mother, she told him, because she was in quite early this morning. He wasn't convinced as he took the card from her. Are you sure? Yeah, she waved it off. I should get going though. I meant to be cooking tonight. Oh, Curry, it was nice seeing you. Nice meeting you, Chris. They said their farewells and the pair were left alone again. Ozuk slipped his hands into his pockets as Chris watched him. Are you alright, Ozuk? Huh? Sending him a smile, she leaned down and picked up his racket from the ground. Let's get going. I can tell you want to go home and talk to your parents now. Is it that obvious? Come on. She directed their path back to his car, crossing her arms over her chest as she passed him his jacket. It's okay. He took it and draped it over his shoulders. You're cold. Use it. I couldn't. Really, it's fine. Time skipped. The ride back to the hotel was quiet, but neither seemed to mind. Ozuk's mind was buzzing with questions. Why was his father at the hospital? Why didn't either one of them come home last night? Why did his mother leave so early in the morning? Why didn't they tell him anything? And Chris let him think. They finally arrived at the hotel and she waved a quick goodbye, knowing he'd probably want to get home as soon as possible. It had been a minute since the amber wisps of his hair had zoomed past off her to realize she still had on his warm jacket. Hey, son! His mother's gentle voice filled him as he stepped inside his house and the smile grew instinctively. Hey, mom. His steps were taken with caution, however. He didn't really know how to approach this. They never had secrets. Where's dad? Here. A low voice popped out from behind the kitchen door as he walked toward his son, sitting at the dining table. How was your day? Mom. Dad. I need to ask you something. Hmm. Are you okay, Hoseok? I'm fine. I just... <sighs> Why were you at the hospital this morning, Dad? Why did neither one of you came home last night? Hoseok, I'm just a little lost is all. You said you were picking that up from the publishers and then you were out all night? And then Curry said you left this at the hospital this morning? He handed him his identification card. So can you please tell me what's happening? His parents changed glances, and this only caused his heart rate to increase. Okay. His mother sat down, motioning to the other seat around the table. 
I think you should sit down. He didn't hesitate, although he felt tears start to prick at the brick of his eyes. Even though he didn't know what they were about to say, this isn't going to be easy to say and I'm sorry it took us so long to tell you. We didn't know how. Ozuk's mother looked at to her husband who reached out for his hand. It was cold. Son, I'm sick. He furrowed his eyebrows. Like, a cold? Why would you need to go to the hospital for a cold? Son, I have cancer. A content sigh left Chris' lips as she let her toe sink into her fur carpet after her shower. She was giddy, a teenager who'd been allowed to hang out with her friends for the first time, as they recalled the events earlier. She had to admit, the day spent with Hoseok must have been one of her best that year. It was weird. She knew she's been more carefree than usual. It seemed to come so naturally to her. In two days with Hoseok, she'd felt a warmness she'd never experienced with any of her other friends. Looking up at her blurred reflection on the television, she observed the small smile sitting on her lips, a smile that only seemed to grow when she thought of the new friend she had made. Soon enough, she heard ringing and looking down at her illuminated phone screen. Dad. Hello. She answered as she tried her best to mask her disdain. She never knew how these conversations would end up playing out. Good evening, sweetheart. His somber voice filled the receiver, and she instantly missed him. How have you been? I'm well. Switching her position to lay on her sofa, she continued. The hotel's doing pretty good. I had this idea to partner up with some of the local businesses here so that we can give the guests ideas of how to spend their time as they are here. I think it's going great. I know. I saw your post and I'm loving the ideas. Her smile faltered. A compliment from her father was a rarity. Thank you. I just had to ask one thing of you. You know the immense land surrounding the hotel down there? Yeah. I needed to convince the owners of that land to sell it to us. There was silence. While Chris tried to think of a response, she watched her reflection in the television. The smile turning into a frown couldn't be mistaken. Dad, why? You've been down there long enough. Chris felt the conversation coming to an end. And I think it's time you finally start to expand. But, okay, sweetheart, I'll fax over the documents you'll need. Keep me posted, all right? She nodded, knowing he wouldn't see her, but knowing he wouldn't have waited for a reply either. They then said their goodbyes, the phone going dead right after. How was she going to talk Hosek into selling his land? He'd grown up there. It was his whole life. She couldn't just ask him to leave the, all of that so that she could expand the hotel. Chris thought back to all the conversations she was used to having with her father. His constant, you need to be better, look at how everyone else is working, why can't you be like him? She was convinced that he was more fond of her boyfriend than her. She wanted to be better, she wanted to make him proud, so she decided maybe she should give it some thought. Anything to get her father's approval. Time skipped. As Chris was eating her dinner and flicking through the television channels, her phone rang again. The smile grew across her face as, she, as the screen lit up in a picture of her boyfriend. She could finally talk to him again. Hi, honey. She breathed out a sigh when she picked up. Just knowing he was on the other end of the phone line was assuring. 
She had definitely been struggling with being apart for so long and on top of that she couldn't help fight the thought that perhaps she was the only one suffering in that regard. Chris, hey, how are you? I miss you. With those last words, Chris felt herself loosen up. I miss you too, she groaned. I could really use one of your hugs right now. The chuckle she heard then only made her miss him more. There is nothing else I'd like to do right now. How are you though? How's everything with the family? They are good. We are good. A small pause. Work's going so well. The partnership with Ralph Lauren has been so successful in attracting more customers. I'm so proud of us. That's great. Was it normal to feel the small pang in the corner of her heart then? She was happy for him, wasn't she? How about you? How is it in that small town? It's not too bad anymore. I've been doing some renovation of my own. Oh, I made a friend. She noticed the immense excitement which overcame her as she thought about Hoseok. She definitely missed the megawatt smell sitting on her face too. A friend? Yes, he's so sweet, making living down here alone much less lonely. He... You know what I've been thinking about now that we've been apart for so long? Hmm? When we first met, she hummed to herself. When we both went to watch The Avengers on our own? She heard him laugh. Oh yes, that's one throwback I noticed you were alone too and decided to approach you because I'd always been so in awe of you when I saw you in the office. Everything happened so fast then, huh? Our first week of dating and we tried to keep it a secret from everyone else? Which didn't really work out, now did it? Chris laughed at too. Remembering when they had been caught walking home together by a co-worker, word spreading fast through the hotel soon after. She realized that there hadn't been a moment where she ever questioned her love for him. She'd never felt uncertain that her feelings may not be genuine, but recently why did her feelings toward him seem different? Why did talking to him seem less talking to a lover and more like a mere acquaintance? Why did she fear he was going to say something which twisted her heart in the wrong way? Something which made her remember how difficult it is to love her. The rest of the evening was spent with them talking about work. She told him about her father's ask and he encouraged her to speak with Hoseok about it. The sooner the better. All throughout the conversation she had with her boyfriend, she couldn't help her eyes as they rested on Hoseok's jacket. And she didn't know why but she really didn't want to bring it up with him. She didn't want to follow through with her father's proposal. But she wanted to please him. She wanted to make him proud. Time skipped again. The next day rolled around pretty quickly, Chris peering through customer inquiries, orders and complaints. A time came when the sun had fallen into a bed of clouds, leaving a trail of golden pink wisps in the air. And when this time came, Chris found her feet gravitating towards the exit. She waved a quick goodbye before leaving the establishment, pulling out the rubber band which had held her hair into a tight ponytail. She threaded her fingers through it, ruffling through before leaving it to the wind. Another tug in her blouse was free from the grip her jeans had on it. She had picked up Hoseok's jacket earlier and had it wrung around her arm. Chris knew where she was headed but didn't know why she was going there. She never turned around, however. Arriving at Hoseok's strawberry store, she opened the door slightly peeking her head around it. It didn't take her too long to find him. Glorious orange hair peeking above a shelf of flowers. Marigolds.
Silently stepping in, she shut the door behind her and continued towards him, humming a quiet tune. Uzik was rearranging the order of some of the cartons, an immense smile resting on his lips. Does he ever not smile? The question was quickly answered when Chris saw his grin fall. Nibus crunched as he peered at something in front of him. Craning her neck, she followed his gaze to see when plastic carton had torn down the side, strawberries filling out from it. Frowning, he looked around for a container, picking up the fruit and placing it inside. How did he look so adorable even when he was drowning? Shuffling a little, Chris tried to get closer to watch as he closed the lid off the container to put it aside. However, as her knee hit the shelf in front of her, the flower pots bumped into each other, causing a small sound to erupt from it. Eyes widening, she looked up to meet his gaze. <laughs> Hi. She coughed, sliding across from behind the shelf. His smile returned before he speak, tilting his head a little as he stared back at her. Hello. I, uh, do you want to try our new berries? He asked. Holding out the box, he'd put the fruit from the broken carton in. They're a much nicer bunch. Huh? He nudged her. You know, you want it? That was something she'd noticed despite only knowing him a mere couple of weeks. His smile had a way of running off his own face and spreading across your own. Because she felt her face light up without her permission. Okay, just one. She picked it out and bite into it. Sadly, it had been too long since she tasted a strawberry and she'd missed the taste. Isn't it good? He took one for himself and ate it, placing the box down on the table again. How are you? I'm good. She's still chewing her berry, she continued. The day went by quite fast. It did. He finished tidying up the table and walked back to the counter. Chris followed. Just give me a second, I'm going to cash up the sales for the day. Oh, no, of course. Suddenly she felt nerves wash over her, self-conscious about being there. What if he didn't want her to be there? What if he had other plans? She couldn't just show up unannounced. What are you doing tonight? He interrupted her thoughts, and she wondered if he had some sort of talent where he could read minds. Um, they're showing the second Frozen movie at the drive-in theater tonight, and I still haven't watched it. He shrugged. Frozen? Chris stifled a laugh. You want to watch Frozen? Come on, he groaned. My best friend said it's probably one of the best movies he's watched and I hate missing out on that fun. How old is your best friend? Five. She joked and he shook his head. He's seven actually and I respect his opinion. Your best friend is seven? I sure have some competition. She watched as Jose closed the register and sent her a grin. Can I take that as a yes? Time skipped again. The pair watched Frozen from the front streets of Hozyuk's car, munching through bags of chips and a couple ice creams Hozyuk had packed in a chili bin. They both enjoyed the film, much to their surprise, and Chris told him to thank his best friend for the recommendation. He's actually my best friend's son, he said as they started to drive away from the park on the way back to drop Chris off at the hotel. It's okay, she told him. You don't have to lie now. I won't judge you for only being able to make friends with kids currently in primary school. Hey! And this time, just like every other, his laughter seemed to set her heart aflame. The other sound instinctively made her close her eyes to bask in it. It's not a lie.
She didn't have to look at him to know he was wearing this signature pout which she had to admit she was going to adore. It wasn't long before Hozuk's car parked, Chris' eyes widening when she looked around and didn't recognize where she was. Uh, are you trying to kidnap me? Did you just... He laughed again, turning the light on. It's a small town. He said simply, if I drove straight to the hotel, we wouldn't have had enough time together. Enough time for what? I'm still working on trying to find out what Chris has shot for. The dull illumination in the car was nothing compared to his grin. That's funny. She turned back to the front of the car, snuggling into her seat. I don't even think my boyfriend knows what my name is. Huh? Really? Yeah, she said simply. It's never come up, and I guess he's always assumed it was my proper name. Right, right. That's probably it, right? She questioned and he raised an eyebrow, watching her through the corner of her eye. He wondered if she was asking him or if she was trying to convince herself. I'm sure. He lay back in his seat as well, turning the light off. Sometimes us men can be extremely dense when it comes to that stuff and many other things. Hmm? You guys can be dense when it comes to other things too? Chris sighed. Like, what to say at the right time? And what not to say at certain times? You're right. Hosek's tone darkened, soft to serious. Are you okay, Chris? Yeah, why? Hey, you know you can tell me if something is bothering you, right? You seem to be able to read me. You don't make it too hard. He pointed out. What's wrong? <sighs> Sometimes I feel like... I feel like it's really hard to love me. Nonsense. Like, huh? She wasn't sure she'd heard him right. Twisting to her side, she tried to gauge his expression. That's nonsense, he repeated, not seeming phased, so she didn't hear him wrong. Unless you're a serial killer. She could see his small smile. The person who deserves you, earns you, there is no such thing as being hard to love. Only people who aren't patient enough to try, and they're not worth it. But you better love yourself just the way you are, Chris. This time he finally turned to her and something in her made her follow his voice. And despite the dimly lit space, it was as if he radiated light. His voice, his presence alone was enough to make her feel seen, make her feel understood. It didn't take much time when it came to him. It didn't seem like she had to wait a whole day for some simple words of encouragement, nor did she feel like a burden for taking up his time, or believe she was asking too much from him. From the minute I met you, I thought you were amazing. And as I get to know you more and more every day, that has not changed one bit. You're just saying that, she mumbled, eyes shifting downwards to her fidgeting thumbs. She didn't know what to say. How was she meant to tell him she didn't believe him at all? I'm really not. He surprised her one more time as the tip of his index finger found its way under her chin to lift her gaze to his. I'm telling you, there is no such thing as being hard to love, unless we're talking about Sok Jin Hyung. But that's a story for another day. You're not a burden. You're extremely caring and sweet, and so hard-working. It's crazy. She was struggling to listen to him while he was staring this intently at her. It was the kind of look that almost pushed her off the verge of tears.
the type of work that oozed sincerity and genuine concern. Thank you. Her voice was light, heart heavy. What he'd said made her question her relationship with her boyfriend. What she felt made her question her relationship with Hozuk. However, on top of everything, she questioned how she viewed herself. Because for much too long, she'd believed everyone else's words. But here was someone telling her that was all wrong. He shifted in his seat and faced the front again, reaching for some water. She couldn't tell but watch as he closed his eyes when his mouth came in contact with it. Adam's apple bobbing up and down with each gulp. She'd never found anyone else this fascinating. How? She started and he looked at her side along. How are you, though? He threaded his finger through his amber locks. I'm okay. Yesterday after that conversation with... Curry was her name, I think. You seemed quite anxious. Was everything okay? Actually... He sighed too. Not really. Do you want to... Her voice drifted off as she observed him playing with his hands just like she was earlier. I found out that my dad's sick. He started quietly. Like, really, really sick. And my parents have been hiding it from me for a while. It was quite difficult to... know that. Oh. Her voice softened, and instinctively reached out to hold her friend. I'm so sorry. It's okay. He squeezed her hand back. I'm okay. We're friends now, remember? She asked. You don't have to lie to me. I'm sorry, I just don't want to file all of this on you. I shouldn't have nonsense. Chris, you said the same thing to me, didn't you? He turned to her. You're not a burden. You want to talk? I'm here. You have to vent? Cry, I'm right here, okay? She was surprised to see his expression then. It was very different from what she was used to. The blinding beam he wore daily was now replaced with a small, sad smile. Thank you, Chris. It's quite strange, really, she shrugged. I honestly feel like you've been more of a friend to me than anyone else has considered my friend till now. She watched him flinch. So she quickly added, it's okay, you don't have to try to make me feel better about it. She let out a chuckle. I realized it's the last time we spoke. Everyone else had been friends with me out of convenience when it was easy for them. Not a single one of them have reached out since I moved here, you know. I'm so, but I'm not bringing that up for you to feel bad. I just want you to know that I think of you as a friend and I'll be here whenever you're ready to talk, okay? They didn't realize they were still holding hands. And he squeezed hers second time then, and neither wanted to let go.